It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes, especially for a week like this, week 18, when most people's season-long leagues are over. And now it's time to just get a little wacky and wild with some DFS week 18. Obviously, I know some people have some playoff leagues. There's a lot to get into over the course of the next five or six weeks. As a reminder, by the way, we're year-round. Like, fantasy football never stops. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts, even money betting podcast is extremely popular. Love the daily Ross Tucker football podcast. Andrew Brandt was excellent today. We'll have Greg Cosell tomorrow. And then, of course, you got the College Draft podcast getting you ready for the NFL draft coming up, the top prospects, which if you're in the fantasy football, especially you dynasty folks, you should be listening to the College Draft Podcast. Andrew Brandt does the excellent business of sports podcast as well. Check me out on social media, please, at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And the godfather of fantasy football, not really. He actually works with the godfather of fantasy football. But the man with the plan, Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy gangster, from FantasyPoints.com University. Make sure you use the code 21FEAST at FantasyPoints.com. Joe, I've seen some tweets that you guys have some specials going on. Oh, we've got the 30% off early bird special, Ross. That lasts up through the Super Bowl. It expires on Super Bowl Sunday. So you want to get in on that. And here's the thing, Ross. It's not like, oh... I, I get 30% off and it's just for playoff content. No, if you subscribe now, you get the rest of this season, including our playoff content, plus everything we do in the spring for the NFL draft, free agency, and best ball. And then, of course, you get the entire 2022 NFL season as well. And if you use the code 21 Feast Ross, you get an extra discount on top of that 30% off. I can't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why we do this. You get 30% off now. 30% off of what you'd pay in August, but you get more. I, I, it's stupid. We're, we, should, we should be charging 30% extra. But no. I, 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 I love it. It's awesome. Um, also love diving into these games with you. We'll start with Saturday, where the Chiefs still have a chance right. at the number one seed. They're playing the Denver Broncos who now, uh, the Denver Broncos went from like, oh, they're 7-6 and six to, oh, they're a disappointing 7-9. and nine. Yeah, so Denver, I think, you know, Vic Fangio come out, he has comments. We're, we're where we want to be. We think we've got the makings of a good football team. And I I mean, I got to kind of agree with them. You've got good receivers. You obviously had to have a good backfield. You have a good defense. There's just one big problem. They don't have a quarterback, and they haven't had one since Peyton Manning retired. The Denver Broncos are going to go into this offseason looking to make a splash. Here, they can play spoilers. If they beat the Kansas City Chiefs here, um, pretty much locks up the number one seed for the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, Andy Reid is a militant starter-rester. 
He does not have that luxury. So if you're playing fantasy in your final week here, DFS or whatever, you have your Kansas City Chiefs at your disposal. They might also get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back this week, um, maybe just to get his feet wet in time for the playoffs. The Chiefs are going to the playoffs, but they still have a chance, however slight that is, to be the number one seed. I would expect the Chiefs to go all out in this matchup to try to win it. Yeah, I, I would um, I would envision that that's the case as well. Um, but I, I guess I should say this too, Joe, just in general – this week, DFS, are you thinking more sort of contrarian plays since that's really what this week is about? Yeah. Um, so when, when you get into the week 18, first and foremost, Ross, there is going to be a lot of situations here where I'm just going to be throwing up my hands. And for some of these DFS plays, I'd be waiting until the end. Uh, maybe I'll make a baseline up, but I'd be waiting until the end of the week to really dive into that because – but what, what's big in DFS? Salary, okay? There's going to be some teams who are not going to have starters playing. Ergo, you're going to have some guys who are dead minimum salary who are going to have roles. But then the question becomes, okay, are those guys who are playing – who are not playing at all, these guys are backups, are they playing against a full-strength defense? Or are they also playing against a team that is going to be resting starters? And we're about to, we're about to get into a game like that. Um, uh, or is it going to be a, a case like Cincinnati here that doesn't have a whole lot of incentive to play, but Joe Mixon's not going to play, so Samaj P. Ryan can play? There's a whole lot going into that, and I think this is why it's imperative to follow beat writers, if you're a DFS player this week, to understand, okay, this is what we're hearing. That this team, heck, the Eagles might uh, uh, the Eagles might not play Gardner Minshew the entire game. They're certainly not going to play Jalen Hurts the entire game. They might not play Gardner Minshew the entire game. So, like, maybe Gardner Minshew was going to be in your DFS lineup. It, there's a, so many layers to this onion. Week 18, from a season-long perspective, 99% of us are done. From a DFS perspective, it allows for some interesting lineup constructions, and it's important to know which teams might be resting starters, um, read out, oh, they want to get a look at this guy because, you know, they've got a they've got a running back moving on in free agency. So they're going to want to get a good look at that this guy who is going to be on the roster next year. Um, you know, somebody in Philadelphia like Kenneth Gainwell could probably end up playing quite a bit. So um, that's an important situation to look at here. Um, and, and I'm going to be referencing point spreads a lot in this show. That's because Vegas is in situations where they don't necessarily believe what some of the teams are putting out there publicly. Ooh, uh, that's um, that's been pretty clear. All right, Dallas at Philadelphia mm -hmm. Saturday night. You already sort of hinted at it, Joe. Philadelphia's not going to play anybody. Um, uh, look, the Eagles are gaming the COVID system, okay? The Eagles tested – they put 12 guys on the COVID list on Monday, okay? So here's the deal. With the new vaccinated – with the new protocols, vaccinated players are either, either self-report symptoms and get tested – or randomly selected and get tested. I'm guessing the Eagles tested their entire damn team on Monday. Because the Eagles knew this is a bit virtually meaningless game. They're essentially locked into the sixth or seventh seed. So they tested their entire team, put 12 guys on, on, the, on the list, including Boston Scott, Dallas Goddard, Jason Kelsey. A lot of key players went on, went on the COVID list for the Eagles. Those guys aren't – they could be cleared for Saturday, but they're not playing anyway, okay? Um, the Cowboys are seven-point favorites on the road in Philadelphia. That tells you exactly what you need to know. Vegas does not believe the Eagles are going to be playing anybody of importance in this game. Now, Dallas says they're going to play their guys, which is probably part of the equation here. 
I'm not necessarily buying it. Um, they say Dak Prescott's going to play. Dallas does not have a shot to get the number one seed. Green Bay is the number one seed in the NFC. Dak Prescott's been playing through injury. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard have been playing through injury. Amari Cooper has been um, a ghost of himself since he came off the COVID list. I, Dallas playing all these guys on Saturday night would utterly shock me. Uh, maybe for a series or two, maybe for a quarter or two. But when you're playing the Eagles, you're going to have Gardner Minshew or even Reed Sinet at quarterback. I just don't see the, the reason Dallas to play their starters the entire game. You know, maybe maybe they feel like they're coming off a bad game against Arizona. But what would be worse, going into the playoffs with no momentum or going into the playoffs with an injured Dak Prescott? I mean, let's let's be honest here. Let's get to uh, the Packers and the Lions. You already talked about the Packers a little bit. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to play, Joe. Jared Goff says he's hopeful. Let me just say this for the record, okay? I want want to be on the record with this. Unless they're going for like a playoff berth, if you're not sure whether or not a guy is going to play in Week 18, he's not. Here's the thing. And this is where the point spread really comes in. The Packers are two and a half point favorites against the Lions. Okay. This game would be up 12, 13 points if Vegas had any confidence whatsoever the Packers are playing their guys. They're not playing them. They're, I know Matt LaFleur is like, we're going to approach it any other week. BS, Matt LaFleur. Okay. But like, this is no way. The Packers are not playing their starters. I'm expecting to see Jordan Love for 75% or more of this game for Green Bay. Uh, Jawan Winfrey is going to play. You know, Equinemius St. Brown's going to be out there. Um, uh, th- th- those are the type of guys who are going to be playing for the Green Bay Packers this week. And, you know, the Lions have an opportunity to get you – know, Dan Campbell has uh, for has 100% job security. The Lions are going to try to win this game. So, like he said, we'll shut down DeAndre Swift after Green Bay. DeAndre Swift could play in this game and could play very well. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is a great play this week. He's played with he's played well with Jared Goff and with Tim Boyle. You know, Tim Boyle, if he plays, this is a Tim Boyle revenge game. Um, but Green Bay is not going to be putting a full slate of players out there, Ross. That is a guarantee. Um, uh, so you upgrade your Lions here. Um, Green Bay, I think we're going to see a lot of Patrick Taylor the third string running back. Um, if Aaron Rodgers plays more than like 10 plays in this game, I will be floored. And so would Vegas because the Packers are just two and a half point favorites. The Colts are playing the Jags. Mm-hmm. Although before we get to that, I do want to mention that I love AutoZone. You know why? Because you can shop your way no matter what your way is. If you're more of a today person, and want to get what you need ASAP, then you can order online and pick it up fast with their free same-day store pickup. No waiting in lines or shopping through the store for 20 minutes because you can't find an obscure part and you refuse to ask for help. No, 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 no. That's not me. That's that's a terrible idea. If you're more of a tomorrow person or it's a job that can wait a bit, you can order what you need on AutoZone.com with free next day delivery. Every car is different, and that means every car job is too. And that's why AutoZone offers you more ways to shop your way. Oh, and they've also got over 6,000 stores nationwide ready to help you at a moment's notice. So you got that going for you too. 
which is nice. Next time you're starting a job, start it by shopping your way at AutoZone.com with their free same-day pickup and free next-day delivery. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Yes, Joe. Okay, who's getting in the zone? Colts, Jags. Okay, so the Indianapolis Colts still have not clinched a playoff spot. So this is a team that you can be confident is going is going to go all out. And obviously, it is um, a just glorious matchup here for Jonathan Taylor. Um, and however long the outside shot is, Jonathan Taylor is 266 yards shy of 2,000 rushing yards. He is two touchdowns shy of 20 touchdowns. In week 17 last year, Jonathan Taylor ran for 253 yards and two touchdowns against the Jaguars. You know, and Ross, we've been talking about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is, has not played well this year. His touchdown pass last week was an awful throw that was tipped in the air. They are going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor in this game. They control their own destiny. If they win, they're in. If they win, then, uh, by the way, Ross, did you know that the Sunday night football game between um, the, the 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 Raiders and the Chargers is not necessary? It's most likely a win and in game, but it's not necessarily that fact. And we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. But if the Colts beat the Jaguars, they win. How do you beat the Jaguars? You run the ball down their throats. Jonathan Taylor's getting twenty five carries in this game. Um, and, and if and, and if you're anchoring a DFS lineup. The chalk play and probably the smart play is on Jonathan Taylor uh, to carry the ball and to carry it with alacrity. He will be getting the ball a ton in this game. And remember, he's got that outside shot at 2,000 rushing yards on the season. Jaguars? (laughs) Uh, I mean, they're going to play their starters, but I don't know how much that matters. (laughs) They are playing spoiler right now because – it, they're 15-point they're underdogs, so that tells you um, Vegas certainly believes that uh, the Colts are going to go all, all, all out. Um, if they somehow beat Indianapolis and Detroit loses to Green Bay, which, by the way, is up in the air because Green Bay is going to be fielding a shell team, then Detroit gets the number one pick. The Jaguars are a loss away from locking up the number one pick. They might actually have incentive to lose in this game. So um, I'm not interested in anybody from the Jaguars, with the exception, maybe, of Dario Gumbawale, who got in the box in garbage time uh, last week against the Patriots. Um, they did activate Dan Arnold, the tight end off of IR. If you're desperate, um, have fun with that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I tend to agree with that one. How about the football team? Well, I'm assuming they're getting Antonio Gibson back against the Giants, who... Whew, they're tough to watch. One of the hardest to watch. They're tough to listen to, too, their coach. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they're bringing them back. That's what they said. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, Washington, uh, let, let's look at a couple of incentives for Washington. Um, Terry McLaurin is 40 yards shy of 1,000 receiving yards, and Antonio Gibson is 109 yards shy of 1,000 rushing yards this season. So if you think that matters, um, I, I mean – there you go. Uh, and the Giants are completely uncompetitive right now. You know, I, I'm not a huge Heineke fan, but like you saw last week, that Washington gave the Eagles a, a problem. They're on a different tier than the Giants are right now. How about this? Mike Glennon has started four games this year 
He has thrown more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers. He's thrown more interceptions than Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's like, it's just an amazing uh, futility here. But Mike Lennon is now hurt. Jake Fromm's going to start this game. I mean, there is, I want nothing to do. How about the New York Giants last week? They were down four scores in that game, and they didn't let Mike Lennon throw the ball. It was almost like Joe Judge was raising a middle finger to Dave Gettleman and saying, these are the quarterbacks you're giving me? Well, then I don't even care if we're losing. We're going to run the ball 45 times. So Saquon Barkley and Devontae Booker are the only two Giants I have any interest in whatsoever. I told you with the football team, you've got Terry McLaurin 40 yards shy of 1,000. I would bet he gets there. Antonio Gibson, if he's back this week from the COVID list, he's 109 rushing yards shy of 1,000. We'll see if they give him an opportunity to get there. But the Giants, it's the running backs or bust for me. The Bears are at the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, the Matt Nagy swan song. It could be the Mike Zimmer swan song. These are two teams that um, essentially have nothing. Like these, So here are two teams, Ross. Let, let, let's say there's, there's two tiers of bad teams this week. There are teams that can play spoiler, maybe knock a team out of the playoffs or, um, or prevent them from getting a number one seed like the Broncos do. Or there are teams that they're playing a team that's locked into its seating or they're playing another team that is dead. These are two dead football teams. So you're essentially coming out and you're playing for pride right now. And um, that, that means I would tend to think with um, these teams, especially Matt Nagy, they're going to, they're going to try to win this football game and we'll see if Justin Fields starts, but the bears are going to try to win this football game. Um, Darnell Mooney is 71 yards shy of a thousand on the season. So there's a, there's a little bit of an incentive for him there. And I think Minnesota's going to try to win the game. You know, Mike Zimmer is probably looking to save his job here. Um, I think Mike Zimmer is probably pissed off. He was one of the most vocal coaches in the offseason about his team not getting vaccinated, and his quarterback was unavailable for a key game. They've missed Dalvin Cook at key times. I think Adam Thielen, you know, at, at key times. So I think Mike Zimmer is probably going to try to come out here and say, I'm still the right guy for this. Don't blame me for this. I think both of these teams are going to try to win their game. And I think both teams is, is if you have somebody who's typically in your lineup, like a Dalvin Cook, um, a Justin Jefferson, maybe a KJ Osborne, I think you play him in this game. David Montgomery, you play him in this game. He's been a very reliable player. Darnell Mooney, uh, Cole Komet, even if Justin Fields starts at quarterback, I think you play those guys in this game because these are two teams who have nothing to play for, but also the coaching situation dictates that both teams are probably going to try their damnedest to win this game. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think those guys want to go out with uh, a win as much as possible. Um, You know, it goes on their record. I think Nagy would want to win the last three in a row or whatever it is, finish seven and 10. You know, I think he wants to have a, a winning record. What's he been? I mean, 12 and four, eight and eight, eight and eight. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's funny about Nagy is like, yes, people act like he's like the worst coach ever. And he's, he's until this year, he was four games above 500 and went to the playoffs two out of three years with Trubisky as his quarterback. Right. And I mean, you know, I think this year was a disaster. I think bears fans were just, you know, I think the bears fans were just sick of seeing Dalton out there, you know, like, at, like the Dalton signing almost like colored this season as a whole for them. You know, you bring in Justin Fields, you want to see Justin Fields. I, and I think it got away from Nagy. But yeah, he's going to end up with a pretty good record as the as the Bears coach. It's like, you know, Eagles fan, Eagles fan, I don't think Chip Kelly's ever going to be allowed to 
to set foot in the city of Philadelphia again. Chip Kelly went 26 and 21 as the Eagles head coach, you know? So I think that's just kind of the thing with Nagy. And Nagy's going to be able to go out there and say, maybe not for a head coaching job based on how things ended. But if you look at, you look, you look, hey, you know, I can be your offensive coordinator. I can be your quarterback's coach. Look at what I did with Mitchell Trubisky. I think Matt Nagy is certainly going to try to do that. What about uh... – now, this is an interesting one. Titans and the Texans. The Texans clearly want to win. I think David Culley feels like he's still fighting for his job there. They're still trying Which to build something. What's I that? mean, I think it's horse crap that David Culley is, could be fighting for his job. <clears throat> right. What was he and, supposed to do? And uh, obviously, uh, the Titans uh, need to win to secure home field advantage. Yeah, so the Titans are going to come out. Um, Ross, you hear, do you hear it? Run. Yeah, you ever you ever watch uh, Jurassic Park? Yes. Of course. Yeah, and the the T Rex, you know the and the little the water like the the, the in the puddles and in the cup the the rings come. Yeah, that's Derrick Henry. He's coming, baby. I don't think he's going to play in this game, but he's coming. And if the Titans win this game and they're the number one seed, I will guarantee you Derrick Henry plays in the divisional round. Um. He's coming, baby. The fences are off. He's going to tear them down. Um, the Tennessee Titans, I think Mike Vrabel, for my money, should be the coach of the year. There has been like four or five games this year where the Titans didn't have a viable skill position player outside of Ryan Tannehill. And they're gonna, they're about to be the number one seed in the, in the AFC. They're, they're going to do what they do. And, like, look, let, let's, let's be honest here. Deontay Foreman has done a damn good job filling in for Derrick Henry. Nobody's going to tell you he's Derrick Henry. The numbers look pretty damn good, though. Um, I think the Titans just deserve all the credit in the world for sticking to their game plan. They've had to stick to the game plan because they don't have receivers. Julio Jones has hamstring. Then he's on the COVID list. And Westbrook Akeen is on the COVID list. And A.J. Brown's in and out of the lineup. Um, They've had to stick to what they do. They've got a shot to be full strength. The Titans are going to come out. They're going to run the ball with Deontay Foreman. I, I would be Stunned if Derrick Henry plays in this game, even if he returns to practice this week. But I think the Titans are coming, baby. Derrick Henry's coming. The AFC is going to go through Nashville. And I think the Titans win this game, and I think they win it going away. Um, on the Texans side, Brandon Cooks are bust for me. That guy's been amazing. He's got like 6,000-yard seasons in his NFL career, and he's done it with some of the most like wild quarterbacks in NFL history, you know, he's done it with Breeze, got to do it with Davis Mills. I mean, just uh, unbelievable. Jared Goff, unbelievable job by Brandon Cooks this year. But the Tennessee Titans, they're going to be a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs because the big dog's coming. He's about to tear the fences down. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's not playing in this game. No, like, yeah, he's back to now. practice, Ross. They could get him two extra weeks of rest. And as you've seen, especially against a team like Houston – Deontay Foreman can do a reasonable facsimile of what, what, what Derrick Henry. He's not Derrick Henry, but they can run the stuff that they run with Derrick Henry with Deontay Foreman. Steelers at the Ravens in what should be Ben Roethlisberger's last game after Monday night was his last home game. I, I mean, look, Ben goes back um, and, 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 you know, he pulls out a win. And by the way, Ross, the Steelers are still alive. However unlikely it is. If they beat the Ravens and the Colts lose to the Jaguars, Pittsburgh's going to the playoffs. So they have every reason. It's Ben Roethlisberger. They're not resting starters. Um, The Ravens' secondary is decimated, so it's a big game for Deontay Johnson. 
uh, potentially for Chase Claypool, Ray Ray McLeod, if you want to save some DFS bucks. Najee Harris. You know what's funny about Najee Harris, Ross? I, you know, there was a point for like six, seven weeks where he he was a two yards and a, a three yards and a cloud of cloud of dust guy. I actually could argue that the last two weeks he's looked as good as he has at any point this season. Like he like against the Chiefs and then certainly against Cleveland on Monday night, he looked at downright explosive, which has not been the case for Najee Harris. I don't know, Ross. You watched that game. Uh, have you seen Najee Harris look that good this year? I mean, he obviously set a, a season high with 188 rushing yards, but that was a that was a pretty damn good performance by Najee Harris. Yeah, I still don't think he's that explosive, but I thought he was powerful yeah. and uh, was able to carry some guys. Which um, he's kind of needed the- to do this year, like right because the offensive line's been so bad. But you know, no, he's not he's not straight line explosive like you'd say um, a Derrick Henry is. But like I thought, he actually looked like he had a little bit more juice than he has at other points this year. So what about the Ravens? Um, like that's I, another example right here. Lamar Jackson isn't playing in this. Game. Yeah, Tyler Huntley's going to play, and I think Mike Tomlin's comments indicated that. You know, Tyler Huntley is going to play. They're saying Lamar has a chance. The Ravens are eliminated. He doesn't have a chance um, to play. He's not going to play in this game. It's going to be Tyler Huntley. And then you you play your guys. You know, you play uh, Mark Andrews has been getting it done. Um, Rashad Bateman. uh, I probably wouldn't play Hollywood Brown for DFS, but Rashad Bateman's been coming on here in recent weeks. There's a guy to keep your eye on for 2022 fantasy drafts because we know Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, uh, Devontae Smith, those guys, those rookie receivers, those guys are going to go high next year in drafts. Um, but those guys like Bateman, Kadarius Tony, you know, can we get anything out of those guys down here to make us feel better about them? That's a guy I'm going to be keeping my eye on in this game, Rashad Bateman. Finally, we've got the Bengals and the Browns. Very interesting game on a lot of different levels, including, no big surprise here, Joe, but our DraftKings performance of the week, presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum, none other than Jamar Chase. 11 catches on 12 targets, 266 yards, three touchdowns, 58.6 total points, $7,600 was his salary on DraftKings. The guy is unbelievable already as a rookie and very deserving, Joe, of the DraftKings Performance of the Week presented by Bacardi Spice Rum. So here's the deal. If you want to see the Cincinnati Bengals, by the way, Joe Mixon tested positive for COVID today. He will not play. I, I, I wonder if the Bengals are doing what the Eagles are doing because for in all likelihood, this game is meaningless for the Bengals. Uh, well, hold on a second. What if they, I mean, the difference between the third seed and fourth seed, right? Right. Well, here's the question. Let's, let, let's, let, let's examine this. First and foremost, if the Chiefs lose to the Broncos, the Bengals are going to play their starters because they have an outside shot at the one seed. Because Tennessee, if, to, if the Chiefs and the Titans both lose, then Bengals can jump into the one seed. All likelihood that doesn't happen. But here's, here's the fun twist. If the Chiefs and Titans both win, the Chiefs uh, uh, are the two seed. There might be the Bengals thinking, look, let's just assume chalk happens in the first round of the playoffs, okay? And the one, uh, the two, three, and four seeds win in the AFC, okay? Well, if you're the four seed, you'd go to Tennessee. 
if you're the three seed and you win, you go to Kansas City. Now, I just talked about the type. Where would you rather play in the divisional round? Because I'd rather play in Tennessee. So you might actually benefit uh, from I think being- I'd rather. I think I'd rather play. First of all, that's if chalk happens. Yes, if chalk Secondly, happens. Secondly, you're giving up any chance for a home game in the second round, which is unlikely anyway, but whatever. Yeah. And then also, wouldn't you rather play the Colts or the Chargers or the Raiders as opposed to the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a whole bunch of of, of layers to that onion. Um, and there's another layer to this onion as well. Jamar Chase needs 45 yards to break the rookie receiving record. Set by Bill Groman in 1960, by the way. So there's incentive for him to Didn't play. Did Justin Jefferson set, break it last year? Uh, the, Bill Groman has it. Uh, Justin Jefferson's in the Super Bowl era. Justin Jefferson. Uh, let's uh, let me look at the. Uh, let me look at. Uh, the, I, I thought. Just, I, I believe you. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Um, uh, excuse me. Justin Justin Jefferson had 1,400 yards last year. Bill Groman, who played in 1960 for the Houston Oilers. Had 1,473 yards. So Jamar Chase already has more yards than Justin Jefferson had last year, and he did it in 16 games, so there you go. But Justin Jefferson's got a shot to break Bill Groman's record, so there you go. Um, so there is, a, there is a, a, a lot of layers to this onion for the Bengals, and it's certainly something where we have to look at the – by the way, Joe Burrow got dinged up at the end of that game in that bizarre goal line series uh, against the Chiefs last week. So – I, I bet I, I would think we could see Brandon Allen in this game, but it all hinges on what happens with Kansas City. If Kansas City beats Denver on Saturday, I think Cincinnati is far less likely to go out there and try their damnedest to win this game. Looking at the point spread in this game, Cincinnati uh, is, is a, a three-point favorite on the road against the Browns, which probably is hedging a little bit that they rest people but right now i think vegas is thinking they will play some guys but just keep that in mind there is a situation here where the Bengals might not play their guys and joe mixon is already out of this game because he tested positive for covid today what about um on the other side joe for the browns uh the cleveland uh, nick chubb how about nick chubb just laying an egg without kareem hunt in that lineup um that was just horrifying um baker mayfield is not going to play um, he's getting surgery. Case Keenum's going to start. And now the Browns, this, the, the speculation is going to run rampant. The question is now, can the Browns upgrade at quarterback this offseason? And there's going to be teams in the market who have more ammunition than the Browns do. And do the Browns think just like a mediocre upgrade over Baker Mayfield is going to be enough? Um, but if Case Keenum comes out and plays well in this game, that's not, it's not going to look good for for Baker Mayfield. Um I think Jarvis Landry, Donovan's Peoples Jones, mediocre wide receiver three. Um Nick Chubb, they, they Kareem Hunt's gonna practice this week. I don't understand why Kareem Hunt would be practicing uh these last two weeks if they plan to sit him in week 18, but you know, stranger things have happened. Nick Chubb's a little bit of a downgrade here with Kareem Hunt coming back and coming off that really disappointing game. This is the show that's so nice we do it twice because it also makes our both podcasts, a little bit more digestible for you guys, about 25 to 30 minutes each. Episode one is in the books. Check out Joe on social media at FG underscore Dolan, D-O-L-A-N. As a reminder, 
you can get the best discount of the year at fantasypoints.com right now if you use the code 21FEAST. You can also always watch the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And by the way, check out all of the other awesome content from the other shows, the highlight clips, etc. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I'm I'm full, but I still have a little bit of room for episode two dessert. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.